Elliot. Hello. We're in a bit of a of a dry spin in terms of Counter Strike. <laughs> that's that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. We we so we we just looked through everything that we were getting ready for to to talk about in this podcast. Normally we have an opener story that we put right here where we talk about them. We've got a big story, then we got a bunch of little stories. There is just literally nothing. We we, we have like two things on the docket today. <laughs> yeah. And we're now breaking the fourth wall by explaining to you how the, format yeah. of the podcast works. Um, and I've just broken the fifth wall by explaining <laughs> to you that we're breaking the fourth wall. But the point, the, the matter I wanted to bring up here is that uh, until Counter-Strike 2 releases and until Pro League, there will be nothing to talk about. Now, fortunately, Pro League is next week. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Pro League starts on Wednesday, which is when we record. <laughs> yeah. So if we don't, if we talk about Pro League this week... Then we have nothing, nothing to, to talk, talk about, about next, next week. week. <laughs> and then yeah, we we're, we're choosing <sighs> to ignore Pro League. Yeah, Pro League doesn't exist. It's not real. It can't hurt us. Um, so we're talking about Gamers Eight today. We'll talk about uh, Virtus Pro. Something else, probably. And then we'll talk about whatever else we find. You know what? Maybe Counter Strike Two comes out in mid podcast. That would be interesting. that would be typical, wouldn't it? That would yeah, it really. really. Would. It, it, no, it will come out an hour after we finish recording. Oh yeah. All right. Let's roll the intro. <laughs> Welcome to Overtime and Inferno. My name is Logan Ramhap. This is AZS. We are here today with absolutely no news, but we have Gamers 8, uh, which concluded this past weekend. If you didn't watch it, you're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of Counter Strike going on nowadays, and every like has been for a long time. And it's, I'd like to say, it's totally okay to skip a tournament or yeah. just skip a few days. Like, you know, I, I completely will always this... be here to tell you what's happened, if nothing else. I completely skipped this tournament, so I didn't. I, I mean, I watched a decent amount of it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't watch every game because I caught replays at the end. That was that was my. That was my yeah. best, uh, my best effort of like like highlight real replay kind of stuff, because um, I couldn't be asked to watch this tournament. Um, I'm I'm just very busy at the moment. I'm, yeah. Like I'm in the house on my own at the moment. I'm, I'm looking to buy a house, so I'm yeah. you know every so often I'm speaking to mortgage people, and I'm yeah. very busy. I I, don't, I can't sit around and watch Counter Strike all day, even though that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I, I, was I, I can't afford to, but I am. <laughs> I I was away all last week. Like we were. We, we we live busy lives that don't involve uh, yeah. watching single elimination tournaments, but we'll still tell you about it. It, it, it does it does <laughs> often lead to me playing a lot of Counter Strike yeah. as well. Though, so. Oh, yeah, I can talk about that as well if you want. <laughs> I, I could talk for hours about my current struggles in the competitive scene of Teamfight Tactics. Oh, um, dude, yeah, we need a separate <laughs> podcast for that. I've, I, that, that'll be the end story for the day I, I cannot get out of platinum we'll get to it later yeah okay let's talk about gamers aid first uh tournament tournament saudi arabia um a bunch of teams did about as expected we talked about some of this last actually we talked about none of this at all we talked about like openers um if you listen to our podcast last week about who we expected to go through um we were right on every single count like there was not a match that we predicted wrong in the first round <laughs> We're so good. Um, <laughs> we even predicted. <laughs> we even, is predicted- even true? Sorry, is that even true? I feel like I would have said Apex would beat Gamer Legion. Yeah, I-, I think Apex Gamer Legion was the only one we were iffy on, but we said Gamer Legion. 
Did we? God, we're yeah. smart. I, I mean, here's the thing. We even guessed, and, and by we, I mean, you even guessed that Nine was going to lose one to two yeah. by only winning Vertigo. By winning Vertigo and then losing the next two. Yeah. We were their Vertigo. One. Their Vertigo is world class. I, I don't think there is a better Vertigo team in the world than Nine. But they don't They're- have a second map yet. <laughs> if they get, like... If they get as good at any other map as they are at Vertigo, they will they will start winning. They will start winning a lot. Because their Vertigo is near unbeatable. They're yeah. so good at Vertigo, man. So our problem in the prediction business came to an issue through the quarterfinals. Um, Heroic versus Game Religion, we were right on that. Heroic ends up winning against Game Religion. I'm pretty sure all of us expected that. The Ents Cloud 9 one, I don't remember what we predicted, but I don't think it was an Ents 2-0. It certainly wouldn't have been cloud nine getting 13 rounds over two maps yeah it was a little bit of a stomp fest ents were brutal they were so good at this event uh, up until you know <laughs> um but yeah no and they kind of smacked cloud nine yeah weird um again so so we said this last week and i'm gonna say this again i give cloud ninth cloud ninth cloud nine like a month month and a half two months Basically through all pro league um, until I'm going to start really judging them. Yeah, they, they like they got interrupted by the the obviously Axile having to dip, which was not useful. Um, and I think that's probably off like set them back like a couple weeks. So they're probably like a couple weeks and prep behind everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, surely they get there because there's too much talent on this team to not be really really good. Speaking of a team with too much talent to not be really, really good, Virtus Pro made one move after nice. this tournament, but we have to talk about them pre-move. Yeah, they still had Kikert. Um, I believe somebody uh, said to us that we made them believe too much. No, and, that's not true. You can't. Believe and I too think, much. Um, I think, yeah, maybe a little bit, but uh, you know, they gave G two a decent run. They they beat him on Mirage. Um, I mean. Here's G2's the, Inferno is really good. and Here's the thing. I don't think people believed in them enough to beat FaZe in the first round. Okay? Oh, so, I don't know. FaZe have been pretty poo recently. I think people kind of just forgot that Virtus Pro existed for a bit because yeah. they've been playing in Mickey Mouse Cups. Um, Look, I, I would take multiple wins in Mickey Mouse Cups over losses in Tier 1 events. I, I agree, but you and I are also not professional Counter-Strike players. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Phaser. I, I think we can probably talk a little bit more about Phase because yeah. just I announced. don't know what to do about Phase. If I'm Phase, like, because they are trending downwards, and like we said before, like they won so many games from unwinnable positions, and yeah. eventually that will catch up to you. It's not like when Heroic win or when Vitality win. It feels like they're far and away the better team. When FaZe win, it feels like... They're the worst team for the first 25 rounds and then figure their shit yeah, out in the last but, five. But they really are just Real Madrid in the Champions League. Where Real Madrid in the Champions League would consistently get outplayed every game and then score in the last minute. Or like Thibaut Courtois would have the game of his life and save 15 shots. And they just win. And like, and you're like, they can't keep doing this again. And they just won like two or three Champions Leagues back to back. Or like got to three Champions League finals in a row. But at no point were they the better team in any game, and that's what Phase felt like. 
they felt like they were getting outplayed constantly. So if you're phased now, do you do you stick with what you have and say this is a team that has won championships? And even though they're not in great form now, we know mentally they are incredibly strong. You don't want to get rid of Carrigan because it, you know he, he's proven that he can win. Yeah. And, and all of the pieces individually you look at, but yeah, no, these are good pieces. So, well, what do I, you do? I think your question is, is you start looking at piece individual by individual, right? You go Carrigan. Is there an upgrade we can get over Carrigan? Probably no. Not. Twists. Is there an upgrade we can get over Twists? Probably not. I, I'd say yes, but not realistically. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Right, right. There, so, so there is better players. There's, there's maybe better players. Some better players than Twists, but. Is there a better player other. that you will get? that you don't have to pay $2 million in buyout for plus then having to pay more money. Is there, yeah. is there a better? No. Is there a better person than Rops? No, for really Ropsville? no. no. Uh, and here's the thing in my head, right? Any person that we've said no for so far, I just go, well, G2, but they're on G2. So yeah, that's the thing. Like you so, can maybe <laughs> get a player from G2. Like, you could maybe sign some superstar, but, but the, it doesn't seem worth so, it. So our next player is like rain. Someone has to take the roles Rain plays in. Yeah. I mean... The, do you know who would be a very slight upgrade on Rain? Is Madden, who is basically the same player for Ents, but a bit younger. Yeah, but in Ents my is, eyes, a bit better as well. I know, but you're not going to get him either. Yeah, because Ents is a better team right now. I think Ents is just a better... Ents has proven that they... Snappy is not... Snappy's not as good as Kerrigan, but he's up there. And I think that that's more of a project of like, you got to believe in yourself to be in that project. And they obviously believe in the project. So Madden doesn't want to leave. No. And then I, I, I think I just really rate Madden. And I think he, yeah. he would actually maybe be an upgrade, but. And then we get to Brokey. Yeah, like, who's the last player? Who He's probably I, the one you look at and think maybe we can do better. Yeah. But here's my thing with Brokey, right? Is like, oh, let's say we're going to go replace him with like brand new, uh, CIS offer insert insert just one literally of seven, any of them insert any them. CIS offer here does that make the team better if you got a superstar offer yes if you didn't I feel like we're talking like percent of a percent here like I know I, I, I know that I, I superstar offers you... are better than Brokey but Brokey plays first of all Brokey is part of the reason that they are winning right now or they have not one right now. They, yeah, they have one is because of Brokey's yeah. clutch ability. Well, that's the, that's the tough bit, right? Is Brokey when they were winning, Brokey was so good and so mm-hmm. reliable in the clutch. But how consistent is clutch ability? And that's not a trick question. It is like yeah, no. With some players, it's very consistent, right? We saw Zip, we saw Shocks, we saw but even uh, Zip fell off and stopped winning yeah. clutches. Well, but there there are plenty of players who you can say this guy is a clutch player. Yeah, and but there's they've always fallen off. You're right. Yeah. Like he, Shocks obviously was not the same clutch player towards the end of his career as he was at the beginning. Zip obviously was not. I'd say. Like of like pure clutch players, like Nafly is probably up there, and he's definitely fallen off in the clutch factor. Yeah, like, like it, it feels like you can't consistently because if you could consistently win clutches, that would be great. That'd be yeah. amazing. If you could always win one v two, that'd be amazing. what a great ability that would be. Yeah, you obviously can't against pro players, especially as like every year players get better and better at 
every situation they can possibly be in. They make fewer mistakes. Um, so it becomes harder and harder to win these clutches. And Brokey, outside of his clutching, doesn't offer that much in the in the early to mid round compared to somebody like Device, who has actually become very aggressive. Or like Device yeah. will go for an opening pick and he'll get it. Whereas Brokey, it feels like doesn't really go for opening picks. He, he is very much a supportive piece until the clutch. Like mm-hmm. he basically plays like Zipex, but with an orb, which in the clutch is it is obviously beneficial to have an orb, but. You'd almost rather have it in the early round where it yeah. can really make the impact and really do some damage. The so so here's my problem solution, and I don't know, I don't have an answer. This is not a it's not a question I'm asking where I I I know where we're gonna go with this, which is phase have won because of the clutch. Let's go back five months, right? FaZe have won because of the fact that they will play a game all the way to the end and they will yeah. win your 50-50 rounds, right? The question is, is if you switch your opera, does your t- in team's entire identity on how to win change in such a way that you're not playing that same way? Bec- or is there an upgrade over Brokey that will help them to play to that win condition? Or are well, they is, swapping... Yeah. I, oh, okay. Well, I just, okay. So but like... that's not happening. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair comment, but I also think that it probably isn't the worst idea for Phase to change their style completely. Um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't disagree that it's it's worth for them to look at the style, but we we are we are looking at this team based on this is their style. Yeah. So if you want to look their at style, isn't anyone, working. Yeah. Which, which I think is is the key point there. And it's like you could always just have Rops alive in a clutch with an AK, because and do great. the things Brokey does with an AWP, Rops can do with an AK, and that's mm. that's not a slight on Brokey. That is yeah. just is talking about good. how insane Rops' first bullet aim is. Like Rops has the cleanest crosshair placement of any pro, any player I've ever seen. Yep. Um, and it he, he's ice cold in a clutch. And you he, would, you'd say you he may be, have him. Like, he may be cool in a clutch. Well, quite. Yeah. But, but he's also quite passive off the default. And it does feel like you have him and Brokey who both want to stay alive for the clutch. And it does kind of leave Rain, Carrigan, and to some extent Twists, like in Purgatory, where they're, where they're sort of, they're trying to make something happen, but Rops and Brokey want to be alive for the clutch, understandably, because they're both incredible clutch players. Maybe just keeping Rops and you swap out Brokey for somebody who's a bit more willing to get their hands dirty in the early round. Maybe that helps. But it's also, this is a team that has won the major and it's won Katowice. Won a Grand Slam. Like it's, it's really difficult to look at it and go, well, this is the problem. Because a year ago, there wasn't any. Uh, there is also something to be said for the this team has been together as a five for like what two and a half years, something like that. I it's exactly. been a bit um, that this team has been together for a while, and that there's it's Rob's joined almost two years ago. Um, it, but there's something to be said for this team has been together in the same way for a super long amount of time. And that there is 
Like you, there's something to be said for knowing who your other players are and knowing how they play exactly what they're going to do in any situation and not changing out players every five minutes. I mean, we've had this conversation before with, um, with a bunch of other teams, but yeah, like it's, it's a little weird. It's, it's very easy as an outsider to point to roster moves as a solution to every problem. Yeah. Um, but I'm not Carrigan, so I can't, it's very difficult for me to find the solution from inside the server. So the natural evolution is to go, what change can they make outside the server? Um, and they have, so they were just brought in Neo. That's true. Um, and they that just brought true. in, um, who the fuck is it? Flashy. Who's the former from now CLG. I was to say fly quest red, but yeah. CLG red coach. Um, who actually had done wonders with that team. Um, that team was always good. Um, I we, we'll see. I don't have like a a harsh yes, it's going to happen or harsh no. There is I, maybe I they'll know. be really good at CS two. Who knows? I I mean yeah, CS two. It, it's horrible to make a change now, knowing CS two is coming, right? Yeah, I think most teams made a change for preemptive for CS two, but it's kind of weird because game's not out. And you don't know how players are going to really play on it yet because everyone's still playing global offensive. Yeah. Um, okay. G2 beat Virtus Pro in the quarterfinals. We got to the succession from there. The other match happened in quarterfinals. Vitality beating uh, Na'Vi, which was expected. The rest of this tournament went about as expected. Um, Ents beat Heroic, which I would at this point consider expected. Yeah, I would too. I think Heroic is just... The heroic mask is slipping slightly. Yeah. Um, Vitality beat G2, which I would also say is expected, though a little probably more towards the even. That game that game could go either way. I mean, it went to overtime on map three, right? So, yeah. Like, uh, that, that game was really close. G2 should have won it. They they choked a bit on, uh, on Mirage. Yeah. And then to finish out the tournament, Vitality beat Ants 2-1, which was a considerably better showing than they had against G2. I, I mean, I guess it was 3-1 in the Clone Grand Finals, but still, to me, it was a better showing against Vitality yeah, than it was. Yeah, they got they got smacked by G2. In the yeah, it felt, it felt better. Um, yeah. That's Gamers 8. Um, the Virtus Pro stuff that we wanted to talk about very quickly um, is Virtus Pro has announced that Kikert will be leaving the team and they will be bringing Norbert back from the bench. He was on the bench because of injury to his hand, I think it was. Yeah, he broke his hand, I think. I'm assuming not in a fight. Otherwise, uh, CSGO TMZ would have been on it. Um, God knows. But yeah, Jackson doesn't exist anymore, I'm afraid. Rip Jackson. Um, but yeah, so uh, Norbert is back for Kikert, which means Mir is staying on the lineup. Um if you want to hear us gush about Mirror for 20 minutes, last week's oh, podcast. So <laughs> oh, he's so good. Um, but that's where we're at. Pro League's next week. I am Sydney closed qualifiers are happening today. We're, we're digging real deep at this point. For <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so, yeah, we get, so we can go back and talk a little bit about verse pro, I suppose. Where, yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't get it. I, they kick Norbert. Yeah. Because they decide he's not the player. After after that Rosser won the major, about a month after they kick Norbert. Yeah. And they bring in uh Chiron, which was 
um in terms of famously a great idea well well in terms of mechanics is an upgrade yeah um but it kind of messed with their team chemistry a little bit like the way their roles were so they're like okay get rid of chiron while we look for somebody norbert you can stand in norbert does really well at an event that they win um melbourne i believe that's and they're like oh, right. let's keep norbert but also we're gonna sign mia because norbert is is injured so we need somebody to stand in but also we're gonna sign mia on a long-term contract but and it's then Norbert's long- back but they said it was a long-term so subcontract yeah and then they kick kika anyway it's like what is this finally the like? Is this actually the final roster we're going with for the next how long? Another month before we kick Norbert again? What's what's going on? Jane works in mysterious ways, man. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird thing. Um, I was just reminded though that officially Verisport didn't win the major. I know they did, but like because I just went on to the HLTV page for the team and the last yeah, event they yeah, won was I, CS I, Summit I said 7. I said that roster. No, 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 I understand. It's just, I found it funny that the last event they won was CS Summit 7 because... Yeah, I, I know, because I wrote I wrote a piece once for Blast about... Uh, it was before the Paris Major, like, oh, could Virtus Pro like, repeat the... You know, could they make the miracle happen again or something? And it was like, it, you know, it was a long piece. And it was I thought it was really well written. And they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we can't say Virtus Pro. Like, they're going back to... Because it was written as outsiders. outsiders can they're they going back to Virtus Pro. And so, oh, yeah, by the way, they're going back to Virtus Pro. Um, and we can't say Virtus Pro won the major, so we just, we just can't publish this. Like, yeah, cool. yeah, so for what it's worth, since the beginning of this year, of this this calendar year, so the last eight months, there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... Oh, wait, some of these don't count. One, two... There have been like eight moves that Virtus Pro have made within like yep. three roster spots. The only yep. person left from the like the old Virtus Pro lineup is Jame. Yeah, that's normal. But like, it's just they keep bringing Kika and Norbert. Like, they keep bringing Norbert in and out, in and out all the time. And it's like, do you want him or not? Like, and I, Norbert's fine. Like, he's he's mm-hmm. pretty decent. He does. He makes some strange decisions sometimes, but generally he's quite a good player. I have no issue with him as a player, but they, they, if I'm Norbert, I'd be thinking like, you've already kicked me once. Like, am I safe? Yeah. I wonder if it's just that he doesn't have a better team to go to. I don't know. Maybe. I do not know. It's Virtus Pro's weird. They've always been weird to be fair. Yep. They've never signed the player that you or I expected them to sign. They've never done... I mean, what... yeah, the move for Mir came out of nowhere. Yeah, they've never done what we ever expected them to do, right? Like, that's just... It's never been their MO. No. Um, so, there is a kind of bit of just, like, trust the process? A little bit. Like, you kind of have to trust Jamie. He's won a major, and he's been to a, a second... He went to a major final, and then has won a major. Like, the guy clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah. He, he, whether or not we understand it is well we definitely don't understand it let's make that very clear yeah, I mean, but whether or not that matters is up yeah. for debate it clearly doesn't so. fair fucking play to him yeah I mean if they're gonna win shit then they're gonna win shit like yeah go for it um Sydney close qualifiers are happening now um so uh, we... yeah OG lost which is funny there you go 
for I didn't even forget I forgot the Europe close qualifiers are happening. Yeah, yeah um, uh, OG lost to Bet Boom, which is Nafani's team. Bet Boom, which is Nafani's team, fantastic. I love and Chiron, who we we just mentioned. Uh, my favorite team in this is the Victory Zigzag team. Uh, with some, that seems bizarre, right? Yeah, some absolute banger players on it. Bubble, who had previously played for. Just Windigo. every team every ever, but the team that I remember from is Windigo. He's all the yeah. He was like he's a big, big, uh, big name in Bulgaria. Yeah. Grubby, who played for AGO for a really long time. Mertz, who played for Nor Nordavind. and North and North. I wasn't sure if he. I I, I was pretty sure he played for North, but he definitely played for yeah, Nordavind. He did. Um, he, he was the Orpa who finally <laughs> convinced MSL that MSL should off. Ah, genius. <laughs> Like he got so sick of dealing with Mertz and he was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna walk myself. Um but yeah, they're all playing. Um OG got kicked down by Betboom to lowers. Um Apex is up one map on I'm I don't even Knas call it Knasicht. Knasicht? Sure. I it's it's I'm definitely presuming, I'm presuming backwards. it's like is it German? What is it? No, it's Swedish. It'll be like yeah, Knasicht. It's K N A S I G T. Yeah. The T is capitalized. So prize pool here is uh, two spots at Sydney. So the the top two teams will go to Sydney. Um, Sydney's got some nice rosters in it, but it's not for another month and a half, so we won't talk about it really till then. Uh, Greyhound and Vertex are the Oceana invites, which I want to state because LFO, which is the uh, former Encore squad, um, will not be there officially. Uh, yeah. Asian qualifier. Is there a qualifier for them? Maybe there's a qualifier. No, they did the Oceana qualifier. Finished. That's where Vertex oh, came okay. from. Uh, there's a North American qualifier happening today. Uh, sorry, tomorrow and Friday. Uh, top team goes. So complexity, nouns, M80, and Forsaken. We actually covered this two weeks ago. Yeah, because when EG lost, when right? EG couldn't get in, but the team of EG rejects did. Which oh, fucking hell, banger. Long week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Asian close qualifier is happening super early in the morning for me. Uh, but we get to see Linvision and Mongols fight out in the opening round. Um, Linvision are at Pro League as well. Linvision are at Pro League. There's there's some weird teams at Pro League. Mongols aren't. We will talk about Pro League uh, as Pro League comes because there's... Because yeah. we're going to need some content. We're going to need some content for next week. Um Yeah, I, I, yeah, there really isn't much else. I mean, CS2 is going to drop soon, but nobody seems to know when. Yep. Um, so we can't really talk about that yet. I mean, we can. Um, the problem that we were talking about this before the show started. Let's talk about Counter Strike 2. Well, what did we talk about last week? Well, we talked about the MR12 thing. We talked about Italy. What's happened in the week since then? They made all the maps available offline. Yep. That's it. That's. <laughs> That's well, what we got. I've, so I've got I've got HLTV open, and the forum is full of great Counter Strike conversations, like best drink in the world with 183 <laughs> replies. Um, I don't know if it's referring to alcoholic or not. So non-alcoholic, I think it's um, I think it's Tango Cherry. I have no clue what that is. Like Tango? No. Do you not have Tango? No, I don't think we have Tango in the US. It's like Fanta, but oh, okay. So we we different. have Fanta and Sunkissed. Right, okay. Well, Tango Cherry, absolute bomb. Um, alcoholic drink, I do love a, uh, I love a margarita. 
I can't lie. I'm a big fan. We I found this this beer near me, alcoholic, obviously, um, called Dragon's Milk, which sounds disgusting. It does sound awful, um, yeah. But it's 11% beer that's aged in a stout barrel. Then they made a triple malt version of it that's 18% alcohol. <laughs> and the best part about it is it tastes good. Blow your brain. Yeah, it's like, it's like European beer is all like minimum like 8%. And it's all so much better than ours. And I'm like, do we just need more alcohol? Is that what makes it taste good? Uh, see, the problem in America right now is everyone, every beer that everyone wants to make is an IPA. Yeah. Which just tastes like hops. Well, we have a lot of ale here. I do um, like me an ale. Yeah, we, especially up north, you get a lot of ale. But um, I, I, I put in the newsletter, actually, uh, a rhubarb cider I had that's... I, I did see that. I did see that. I'm super so excited. So good. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this, is what it's, this is what it's come to. I remember once people asking us to have a, a whole podcast on cheese. Uh, we we, <laughs> I mean, we might get there. If, we, yeah. if Pro League next week is not, is not on, like... We, we, we yeah, if something cheese. happens, the tournaments have to be moved around because, like, yeah, oh, right. my Lord, we're going to... We're gonna be in a dry spell this this upcoming winter because I think so. Actually, you know what? We can talk about. There's a big news piece. Fragadelphia's back. Fragadelphia is back. That's it. That's the entire bit that we know. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that that's good. I mean, that is good for the NA scene, um, at least at grassroots level. Like, it, obviously, it's not going to make a difference to the top end of the NA scene yet. But in terms of a long term improvement mean, to the NA scene, it's we had a lot. There were I, I was I was there last year. Obviously, we had a lot of players there last year who are now on tier one teams. Right, Apex yeah. was there, the old older iteration of Apex. It was Apex Rebels, right? It was no, the, it yeah. was Apex. Knock oh, and Jacob, they were they were there. It oh, was okay. just the iteration with Shocks and oh right, okay, which is right. a weird thing. Um, and then. The big academy team was there, so Sin and Process and Hyped were all there. Yeah. Um, and Team One was there, so the and ATK were there, which is now uh, Swisher and Malbs yeah, yeah. on M80. So there, there were there were definitely some now what we think about considering yeah. it's tier one teams there. Or yeah, at least parts I mean, of them. Very few of those are even American. Yeah. Um, well, so it hasn't actually done that much to develop the no, absolutely. Scene, develop the European <laughs> scene more. Um, no, yeah, I mean, having grassroots stuff like that is always useful for a scene. I mean, like, the UK, you take the piss for the UK scene, but it's probably better now than it's been at any other point in CSGO history. Plus you get and, the... Uh, um, we, we've had Epic and um, uh, iSeries. Plus, you get the fun of being in one room where there's four matches going on at the same time, and you hear people shouting at you from across the room. Yeah. Which is a banger. In some ways, it's kind of weird, because you're just... Everyone plays in a hall, and it's just like 90% of the people that aren't playing Counter-Strike. It's really strange. No, at Frag, everyone there is playing Counter-Strike, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, They book out the thing. I think there's a couple computers for... In some ways, it's just very strange. (laughs) People just go there, and you just, like, walk over, and there's just people, like, playing, like, FIFA or something on their own. (laughs) It's like, why are you... Why are you here? Whatever, man. I don't get it, but it's not... You know, I don't get it. So, yeah, Fragadelphia's back. Um... I've been grind Personally, I've been just grinding TFT. That's been... It's been my life. Uh... I really wanted to get uh, to gold again before mid set because I was stuck really low in silver for a while. Made it. I 
I'm stuck <laughs> plat one at the moment. I I cannot get out of platinum. I uh, so if you don't care about TFT, this is the last thing we're going to talk about this podcast. So yeah, thank so you, you for you, you can chew now. now you tune out. Uh, if you do care, or if you want to he- keep listening to us, please stay. Um, I played a lot of Noxus when Samira reroll was broken. Uh, yeah. got all the way up to gold one, like 90 LP and then lost all of it. My, like you, you know, the, the LP graphs that they have, it is actually yeah, yeah. a spike up and then immediately down the second uh. that got nerfed. Um, and I finally found my new comp, which is a Felios bastion. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it got nerfed again. Well, I, I was, I've yeah. been playing it for like a week and a half. Uh, I was playing it before it got buffed. Um, but I'm looking at this gun. I just, I just need to make sure I'm ending in like higher gold because <laughs> it was. I, I play all sorts of stuff, but my my real Achilles heel is anytime I get offered anything that looks like a multicaster start, I'm spamming multicasters. I don't know why. No. They're so satisfying. <laughs> I play bru. I I used to play a lot of Bruiser. Not this set, but every other like, set um, I play oh, Bruiser okay. carry. So when like Soyfin was really was really yeah, in, yeah. that was like my jam. But I played I used to play eight bruiser with like Jax carry or this set I played eight bruiser Rexai carry. Rexai's so good. It's so much fun to just even if you don't deal damage, you just sit there and go, please do damage to me. I will take all of it. <laughs> you if win Re- based Rexai on time. with like with like just Bloodthirster and two Titans resolves, three star. I, I don't think I ever cool. finish outside of top two with it. Like it's so strong. It's super good. Uh, I really am enjoying playing Bruiser right now. Um, I'm excited for Gangplank. And I'm this, excited for mid set. Gangplank's like Silk Gangplank and Vlad are the two. Yeah, the, when I played League, which I don't really play anymore, uh, Gangplank and Vlad were my two. The two is Vlad coming this set? Vi. What? Oh, Vlad. No, yeah. he's a legend, right? So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Got. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it's okay. They're not bringing Ramus back, and that's all I care about. I <laughs> uh, just, I'm just glad to see my boy GP back. That's all I care about. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. Silco's back, which I think is is interesting that we're starting to get more of the other people in. This podcast has gone really up the rails. We're we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna it's fine. We're, we're ending because I gotta go back. To I, I remember I, I used to listen to a podcast once that like at the end he would just do a ten minute Bible corner <laughs> and it was a football podcast. It was really strange. I I used to just like listen to that point. I go right. I don't, I'm not interested anymore. That's <laughs> uh, so what I imagine. Fifty percent of people just did the Bill Simmons podcast. So like big sports podcast in the U.S. does um. I think it's like parent corner or something like that where whoever's on yeah. with them they just talk about their kids for 10 minutes this, this nice. is the tft corner it's uh yeah it's, it's important stuff it's an important, important stuff. yeah um it's great uh you can find us on twitter at, at logan ram at azesk and at read tldr or i guess x or whatever the fuck it's called today um we'll be back next week hopefully with slightly more content for you to actually listen to and not us ramble about tft for 10 minutes and also maybe maybe that's better uh, maybe that's better if you want to hear us ramble about tft for longer listen to our new tft podcast (laughs) listen to our two new tft podcasts talk if you know (laughs) um you see us next week we'll be back bye